Macworld Podcast, episode 575 for September 27th, 2017. Hello and welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm senior editor Roman Loyola. I'm joined by uh, Macworld managing editor Leah Yamshon. Hello. And in Framingham, the scenic Framingham offices for Macworld is staff writer Michael Simon. Hi, Mike. Good, a- good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Great. Good. How are you, Mike? Good. And we're also joined by our live audience. We're all live on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please let us know. And our producers, Dan and Adam. Here and over here. <laughs> will let us know that you guys uh, have some questions and comments for us. So today we're hoping to get uh, you guys, get a lot of questions from you guys because we're going to be talking about the iPhone 8 and the Apple Watch and even a little bit of the Apple TV. So Leah and Mike have been working on reviews of the iPhone 8. Leah's on not working on the iPhone 8. Mike's working on the Apple Watch and a little bit on the Apple TV. Uh, so we want to talk about their first impressions of the products. Uh, and again, if you guys in the audience have any questions or comments, if you have these products and uh, have experiences that you want to tell us about, please let us know in the comments of Facebook and Twitter. And Dan and Adam will let us know. And we'll talk about those as well. So, uh, so Leah, you've been, you got the iPhones last week. We did an unboxing. Yes. So how's it been going so far? There's, it's been a, that's a big question. But. Good. Yeah. Um, I want to thank everybody who tuned in for our live boxing last Friday. Um, it was neat to unpack them and we started testing out some wireless charging pads right away. Um, we so got a lot of great questions. Got a lot too. of great questions. So. Yeah. So if anybody missed it and you have other questions about the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus, um, please chime in. So yeah, I picked up both the 8 and 8 Plus on Friday and I handed the 8 Plus over to Dan and Adam for some camera testing. They put the iPhone 8 Plus's camera um, through the paces, and we got some really interesting results that I'm looking forward. we're looking forward to sharing with you later this week. Um, and then I took the 8 home for the weekend and used that for a couple of days. Now I just switched over, and I'm using the 8 Plus. Um, first impressions, I mean, because the form factor is pretty much exactly the same as the 7 and 7 Plus, it doesn't feel like that different of an experience, just a bit more enhanced, if you will. Um, and part of that probably has to do with iOS 11, because I had only really had a couple of days of using iOS 11 out of beta before um, the phones came out. So I'm really liking the glass back on these phones. Um, you can't tell, and it's super smudgy, so I won't really hold it up, but you can't tell as much on the space gray um, what's going on with the glass back, but on the iPhone 8, this is the 8 Plus right here, the iPhone 8 that I picked up is in gold, and the gold glass back just really gives the phone like a different kind of sheen on it, and it just looks so nice. Like it's just- Yeah, I went to a- I went to Best Buy to check out the gold, and it's it's not at all what I thought. You're right. right. It's kind of like a like a metallic-y sheen to it, and it's not like a solid gold, like yeah. like the rose gold or the, or the gold from, from the past versions. It's like got this kind of pearl sheen to it on the back yeah. because yes. of that glass. So, and it like picks up more gold in certain lights and like less mm-hmm. in, in a dark room. And the gold um, is really super vibrant, like on the bezel, but on the back, it's, it's a bit less so. Um, 
so yeah, that phone, I, it's just, it's, I hate to say this. I hate to just throw the word like gorgeous around because it sounds so like, like Joni Ive. It's a phone, but like it, it looks really, really nice. Um, and even on the space gray, it just having a glass back again, just like kind of gives it a little extra like sleekness to it, I think. Um, has wireless charging changed your life yet? It has not changed my life, <laughs> but I am enjoying the wireless, wireless charging feature. wireless charging so is overrated. It, it's not overrated. No, <laughs> um, uh, no, it's not until, it is until you try it. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where, so the reason why we have the glass back on the new iPhones is because the glass back is like better, it, 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 it's more conducive for the um, for the wireless charging. You couldn't quite have that circuit on a full aluminum back on the last iPhones. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, one thing you have to be careful with when, with testing out these wireless charging pads is you have to make sure that you when you put it on the pad, you have to make sure it actually, like, you hear the chime. And right. the, I guess, one downside about how the iPhone reacts to wireless charging, um, this is something Adam and I were talking about last week when comparing wireless charging on Android phones is some Android phones, when you set them down on the wireless charging pad, they light up or the screen animates or it does something kind of big to signify that like, hey, we are charging now. The iPhone, it makes the regular chime just as it does when you plug it in via lightning and the screen does turn on and it does like quickly say like, okay, we're charging or and then you see the little charging indicator up in the menu bar as before, but it's very subtle. It's just the same effect as you would get with lightning. But when you're plugging Mm -hmm. in via lightning, you have that satisfaction of like clicking it into place and then it immediately starts charging. So you know it's kind of going right away. If you're just dropping your phone on the pad and you're not really paying attention, it might not start to charge. And I made that mistake the other night. I've been leaving a, um, a wireless charging pad on my nightstand And I just set it down and I didn't like pay attention to the chime and it didn't charge overnight. So I woke up to a dead Uh, phone, which is like, you know, not the end of the world, but kind of annoying. um, Yeah. Is that is that a viable excuse to come in late for work? You're like, well, I was testing oh, out the, the yes, new phone, is. and apparently it doesn't charge yes. perfectly. Because I, I couldn't see my bus schedule. My alarm did not go <laughs> off. My, 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 my phone alarm didn't died. go off. It's yeah. I couldn't see my bus schedule. I had a backup, so that was fine. Right. But like, and Then I couldn't yeah. call. Couldn't call, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was How no way the, for uh... me to charge my phone <laughs> in the meantime. I just had to leave right away. How oh, now I love wireless part. charging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike? Is the how's the speed of wireless charging? Is it? Um, I, I've read that it's super slow. Is it? Have you, have you seen? So, or, or what have you seen? I mean, I think it depends on the pad. So I've been using the Belkin pad and the Mophie pad, um, which are both sold through Apple, and they pack a lot of juice in them, like more so okay. than some of the other um, chi pads that are out there. So I haven't done any like technical speed tests okay. yet on the charging pads. That's going to be, I'll be doing that um, today and tomorrow. Um, so for overnight charging, that's when I think the wireless charging is going to be yep. kind of the most useful because it clears up space on your nightstand and you're not going to be like super concerned about speed if you're just putting it down right. and going to sleep. Um, but it is a little slower than than lightning just like based on my observations and it's a bummer because i love doing the fast charge on my iphone using the like ipad charging mm-hmm. plug yeah. so if that's kind of the speeds that i'm used to so it's a bit switching back to 
something that's a little slower is uh, it might take some adjustment. But and, well, with Apple, Apple's pad might kind of alleviate that. Exactly. We'll have to see. Exactly. Yeah. And Apple has said that they will be able to increase charging speeds in the future via an iOS update, which is really neat right. that they can tweak something in the software. Um, Apple also released an iOS 11 update yesterday, iOS 11.0.1, which just it's a minor update to like make some enhancements and fix some bugs. I haven't run into this problem, but a lot of people um, online have been reporting on uh, like poor battery performance since updating to iOS 11. So that might have something that might be yeah. the reason why like charging had been a little slower or which I think was been. even an issue when iOS 10 came out, was it? Yeah. It I, seems like. It's when the new phone is getting used to a new operating system. Right. Like perhaps some of the that adjustment tends to like right. drain some battery life. Yeah. Then Apple sends out a patch and then it improves. Yeah. So. Uh, um, going back to the glass. Um, d- so you've been using the iPhone 8 without a case. Yes. Do you notice. Does it feel a lot slipperier, slippery, slipperier? Um, a lot more slick in your hand than the other iPhones? No, I mean it. It is a bit. It is a bit slicker, but it's not like slippery. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like pulling it out of my pocket, it doesn't feel like it's just gonna like whoa, like butterfingers, you know, and drop it all over the place. And um, same with like pulling it out of like a purse yeah. or a backpack. Um, I haven't really noticed that. There must be like some, maybe there's some kind of texture on the back. You can feel it if yeah. you want. But one thing you can notice, my grubby paws have <laughs> left fingerprints all over the back. Yeah. So, That's and a I, I've been using it with a case <laughs> and without a case. Um, so I've been using uh, cases to test out how it charges and they do charge. The answer is, will it charge with a case? Most of the time, yes, it will. Um, I think some cases might not. It's on a case by case, har har basis, but uh, every case I've tried so far has been fine. Uh, I mean, thought I had my phone it? in my pocket. Is that your garage door opener? Yeah, it's my garage door opener. <laughs> I thought it was my phone. <laughs> Yeah. Right. You mean putting it on the uh, charger with the case? It's still correct. correct. It still goes through. Okay. Yes, cool. it does. Um, okay. One thing I read um, over our friends at iMore made a really good point. You know, some people use their phone cases as a wallet, and it's not necessarily a wallet case. It's more of like a, a flexible case, and but they just peel yeah. it off, stick a card back there, and then put the case back on. You can still do that, but do not charge your phone if there's a credit card in between the back and the charger it will destroy the card because of the uh, magnetic strip that's mm, on the card that makes sense if you use a um, traditional wallet case that has a clear like pouch on the back for a card it should be fine um it like your card should be okay but just as a precaution if anybody out there like tends to use their case is an unofficial wallet case. Just be careful if you decide to do um, the wireless charging. So I use a, my car mount is a mm-hmm. magnetic car mount. Does that do anything to the battery? If I, so what, it, how it works is that you, you have, you get a metal plate mm-hmm. and you have, you're supposed to stick it on your phone, but I stick it on the case because I don't want the metal plate on my phone. Right. So, and it works just as fine. Uh, but I was wondering, you know, the back of the phone if, is where, you know, you charge the phone through. And, you know, that requires like an 
electromagnetic field or whatever. And does that cause anything to the battery if you were to, you know, continuously use a magnetic mount? Do you know if that, do you know if that would like catch on fire? Break yeah. the battery, you know? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, do, that's a great question. I, I don't know the answer, yeah. but I, I'm assuming there's no problem or else Apple wouldn't. I mean, I think a lot of these like yeah. magnetic mounts have the Apple like sort of the MFI certification yeah, yeah. for it. And they would, Apple wouldn't do that if there right. was any harm in it breaking your phone. But that's a good question. I'll, I'll yeah. look into that. Um, just as a reminder, we are live. So if any of you out there on Facebook or Twitter have any questions um, about the iPhone 8 or 8 Plus or anything else we're talking about, um, so we did, we did have a question on Facebook. Um, if you had any recommendations so far on the wireless charging pads. Oh, like, still too early. Which one would I recommend? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, of the, out of the Mophie or the Belkin, I like the Mophie pad a lot more. Um, the price is the same on both of them. It's uh, $59.95 and they're both sold through Apple. Um, there are a bunch of other ones out there. Um, I know Aki makes some and uh, I forget who else, but there's a lot of other options out there, but Apple right now is only selling those two. So if you were going to pick from one of those, I would go with the Mophie. Um, it's not that it does a better job of charging over the Belkin. Um, it's just a little smaller and I like the texture of that pad a little bit more. It's got like a rubber grip all around it. So when you put your phone down on the, the pad, it there's no way it's going to accidentally slide off or like go anywhere. Um, Have you found any pads that just don't work at all? Not yet, no. But I've okay. only tried so out like four or five. So... Did you, have you tried a Samsung one? Yes, we did. On okay, the cool. during the unboxing on Friday, we tried a Samsung oh, one, cool. and sure and enough, fine. it worked. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Those you, um those pop up on Groupon all the time for like fifteen dollars. Yeah. If you don't want to spend sixty bucks on a on a uh, on a new charging. Totally. Phone. Anything that's Qi compatible should work just okay. fine with the phones. Um, one thing you'll have to kind of play around with it. We've noticed that the the charging spot on the phone tends to be like kind of close to where the Apple symbol is. So if you put it too low on the pad, it won't charge. You kind of have to like slide it around. That's been less of a problem with the um, with the iPhone eight because it's smaller, but it's a bigger problem with the bigger phone. You have to really kind of figure it out. Um, and I think that's why I like Mophie's a bit more because it's smaller. You can like. It, you have a better chance of getting it right the first time around where a Belkin's pad is larger. So you have to kind of put it down and then wiggle it till it gets to the right spot. So um, Apple's coming out with their own wireless pad, the air power. I can't wait for that one. And it looks like it doesn't look like it has a target like the other mm -hmm. pads that we've seen that they have their ring. And so that gives you an idea of where to place it. It just looks like a plain white pad. Yeah. So maybe you don't have to be as precise, hopefully. Yeah. So we'll see. It's supposed to be able to charge an iPhone, an Apple's Watch Series 3, and the new AirPods case at the same time. Right. I don't know if it can do like two phones or two phones and a watch. You know, yeah, yeah. all the demos they've been showing these three separate things for marketing purposes. Mm -hmm. Uh and it's also not out yet, so Apple yeah. maybe doesn't even know exactly what it will right. be able to do yet. So, and we haven't got an official ship date. Sometime so. in 2018. So, yeah, yep. um, I did try the uh, Apple Watch Series Three with my Samsung charger, and no bueno. Oh, didn't oh work. interesting. Yeah. So, 
whatever charge, whatever wireless charging they're going to put on in, in with the air power thing, it doesn't work with um, third or at least not. I, I have a couple of different ones and none of them work. So I wonder if it has to do with the um, the like magnetic capabilities of the watch. Maybe or perhaps I just haven't turned it on yet. Oh, I don't yeah. Know that. no. Yeah, that's true. Could be a could be a, a future upgrade, or it could just be proprietary to Apple stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's, you know, there's a lot of different uh, reasons why, but it does not work. If anyone wants to use it with an Apple Watch, you still got to use that little puck. Oh man, I kind of like the puck though. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't like mind it. the it's puck. Fine. Yeah, particularly with all with all those stands. When if, if you get right. one of those stands, it's 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 real easy. Yeah. A um, couple more things before we move on to watch fully. Um, one thing that I'm noticing more than I thought I would is this the True Tone Retina display that's now on the iPhone. Wow. It like yeah. I've kind of been switching back and forth between the 8 and the 8 Plus and my old 7 and even a 6 because it still has iOS 10. So I've been doing some like comparisons between 10 and 11 and like it, it's something once you get used to it, you don't really notice the difference anymore. But if you go back to an older device with a slightly inferior screen, it's very noticeable um, mm-hmm. and it looks great. So during the setup of your new phone, if you get an eight or an eight plus, it will tell you like, hey, this is a we have a new technology called True Tone. If you want to see what it looks like compared to what it used to look like, hold this button down and um, you can see the like different white balance adjust and, and everything like that. So how do we know that they're not just trying to make that like original version look bad? So it's like, look how, <laughs> look how bad the original you know, one. It's like, actually that's not the I was, original. I was skeptical about it too. But when you're going back and forth d- between devices, you can really tell the difference. So, um, and it's, it's funny because like, we're thinking this is like, wow, this is the best display Apple's ever done. Give it one more month, and then <laughs> the OLED screen the OLED. on the iPhone 10. Then that will be the best screen Apple's ever done. But it's nice that they didn't leave the 8 and 8 Plus out, even though they couldn't right. give all of their phones an OLED screen. It's nice that they at least like updated this one in the meantime. How does the screen look in bright light? It's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that more only because here in San Francisco, it's been it's been kind of hot lately. Yeah, we're having a little heat wave, so it's been very yeah. sunny outside. Yeah, ditto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the sun has kind of been pounding a little more, and I've noticed it more recently that I'm having a harder time seeing things on my phone, so mm-hmm. I was wondering if the uh, 8 is better in the, in the bright sunlight. And there's a question on Twitter from Blue Gray about how is the sound quality on the iPhone 8? Um, sound quality is good. I haven't noticed any big differences between the um, 8 and the 7. Um, I mean, I don't know if the iPhones are necessarily like known for their sound quality, but, um, yeah, it's fine. So I've, um, tested out with some Bluetooth headphones as well as, um, I haven't actually tried lightning headphones yet, but I've used the dongle with some like old school headphones and played the speaker out loud and things like that. And everything sounds good. Nothing really sounds tinny or anything like that. What's the speaker placement on the phones again? So that. The 8 is, the regular 8 is just on the bottom. Right. And then the 8 Plus, isn't it so one on top and one? They're on the bottom. And then isn't there... Is there one on the top? I don't, I mean, there's nothing super... Maybe it's just the bottom. Visible. Okay. I think it's just the bottom. Yeah, okay. I, I, it, it's the iPad that has the four of them. Right, yeah. I think yeah, the phones yeah, are my, just on the bottom. I got my tablets yeah. and my supersized phones. <laughs> up. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, I thought there was one other thing I want to talk about. The true tone display. How's the um? Yeah. Is the uh, camera 
on the, oh, on yeah. the A plus. So, okay, so spec wise, it doesn't look like the cameras are much different than last year's. But based on my like amateur testing and based on um, Adam and Dan's more professional testing of the cameras, um, these cameras are a big leap from last year's. Um, and I think a lot of that mostly has to do with software improvements. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been enjoying the new portrait lighting feature on the 8 Plus. Um, Adam has a different opinion of it. But uh, and some features on it are a little bit more, um, I think, realistic and fine tuned than others. Like I was excited about the contouring one. But when I've tried it out, it has been uh, not as impressive as I was hoping it would be. Um, but that feature is also it's still in beta. So right. it will likely improve um, as time goes on and Apple will make it better. Well, I, well, I think when when some girls hear contouring, they're like, oh, it's going to give me some nice cheekbones. Totally. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> I set the bar really, really high. So, I mean, and it, I think it was like trying to bounce the light in certain ways mm. uh, to, yeah. to give that effect. But, um, and maybe it was just the lighting of the room that I was in just was set up kind of poorly for it, but I will continue testing it out. And the portrait stuff's only available on the plus. Correct. Just yep. to clarify to yep. folks. Um, but even iPhone eight camera improvements, uh, even the iPhone eight has improved over the iPhone seven, even though it doesn't have the, um, the dual cameras and um, even though it has the same specs, it could be something with the new like A11 Bionic chip. It could have just been other stuff in the software that Apple did. Um, but the photos I think they are have a new uh, and they have a new image signal processor as well. So uh, that yeah, you know, certainly helps. Mm -hmm. Is uh, battery life been? Uh, I've been about what you expect. It's been yeah, it's been what I've expected. Um, yeah. But I haven't been watching like a lot of doing a lot of like heavy video watching. But you know. Scrolling through Instagram, watching everybody's stories, right. checking out Twitter, using, you know, for email, mm -hmm. like just regular running it through a, a like regular day. Yeah, battery life's been fine. It's funny on the spec sheet for the iPhone 8, it actually says last about the same as iPhone 7. And last about the same as iPhone. Yeah, that's exactly what they say. Yeah. Last about the same for that battery. Was their, um, mm -hmm. Which seems like a, not an Apple thing to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, last about the same as the last iPhone. So. So there's a few comments uh, about the audio, yeah. and on Twitter, OKOK OK, OK is saying that it uses the second or it uses the earpiece as a second speaker. Um, and then oh, yeah. on Facebook, Noah is saying that he can hear it better in the shower. So he, Ooh, um, that's Noah a good test. It, it works do. a little bit louder than before. Okay. Yeah, I you know I haven't. I'm still in the review process, so I haven't put it through all of its paces yet, but. I will do some sound testing on it. That's a thanks for the tip, everybody. The shower testing. The shower. The hey, I. Battery you know, I have a Bluetooth test. speaker in my shower, but for a long time I didn't, and so I would just like turn it way up and then hop in the shower and play some music or play a podcast. So I will go back to doing that, and we'll see how it works. Bathroom acoustics. Bathroom acoustics. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, it, and there was an earlier comment from from West Tech, and I think this is probably the question that a lot of people have: is should they get the A plus or should they hold off? Until the 10. You know, I at this point, I don't think there's any harm in holding off until the 10 comes out and just seeing what 10, what the availability of the 10 is like. 
you can go down to the Apple store, play around with the 10, see if that's even um, a phone that appeals to you. Cause it, it's always exciting to have the latest and greatest and the new thing, but um, getting rid of the home button, that's going to, there's going to be a learning curve there and face ID is going to have a learning curve. And I don't think everybody's going to like it. Mm. I think that's going to be something that sounds really great at first, but we don't really know how it works in the real world yet. So uh, the iPhone 10 pre-orders begin, I believe one month from today, I think it's October 27th. And then it is in stores and shipping on November 3rd. So at this point in time, that's only five, four or five weeks out. It's not that long of a wait um, Though the, there have been reports of how limited the production has correct. been in 10. So, but however, iPhone 8 and 8 Plus production is fine, and there's plenty of units available. I think if you wanted to order one right now, some units you could even pick up today. Others mm-hmm. uh, might have a little bit longer of a wait, but it's not even that bad. I think it's like one to two weeks, which for a new iPhone is very fast. Um, last year, like with the seven and the seven plus, and then especially when the six plus when the six plus first came out, and that was the first plus. Like that phone was taking like several weeks to ship right. if you didn't the get plus, yeah. yeah the plus if you didn't order it right away. So I would maybe recommend waiting until the Apple Store at least has the ten in stores to play around with, um, which hopefully they will do that like a couple days before pre orders. I, so. I know that's yeah. the other thing. They never do that. They never do that. It's always the day of. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I think with the iPhones, they don't stock them until they go on sale. So your pre-orders are sight unseen. That's true. You could also try to do a pre-order on the 10. And if it's not shipping for a long time, you can change your, you know, you can... Yeah. Change right. your order. If you're not getting time. it until February, then yeah. go, go get an iPhone it's, 8. It's tough. If you know that like Face ID is something you are all in with, and if you don't mind the gesture controls, and if you don't mind the notch and the horns look at the top, like if, if from what you've read and from what you've seen and from what we've been talking about, if like all of that seems like something you can get on board with, even if it's a little buggy, like yes, hold out for the 10. If you're unsure, I would say the 8 Plus is a really, really good phone that you can't go wrong with. There's enough improvements over the 7 Plus um, that would make that make it like a, a nice upgrade to have. And it still is familiar. You know, there's mm-hmm. something to, to be said about like picking up something and knowing exactly how it's going to work with a few enhancements. Um, and it's $200 cheaper. And it's $200 cheaper. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. It's the more affordable option of the bunch. Yeah. And I was kind of having this discussion with a friend and he was saying, because the 10, you know, doesn't have that home button, you know, it means that they're going to go away from that in in iOS. So, you know, generations farther down the line, if no phone has the home button, you know, it becomes more and more, you know, useless mm-hmm. and it's just not right. designed for that. So then you would be kind of having, you know, sort of legacy button, maybe. That's that's true. Yeah. Or if you yeah. want to jump on the 10, get ahead of the curve, start getting used to gesture controls before Apple gets rid of the home button forever. Um, you know, that's another there's there's like two ways to, to mm. look at it. And I, so. I think we're looking several, several generations down the line where the home button is completely obsolete. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that too much. Yeah. I mean, maybe with the iPhone 12 or 13 <laughs> or something. I'm you know. I'm really curious to see what next what what we're going to have in 2018. Yeah. Like is this going to be I the agree. new norm for Apple to have uh, a 10 or an X version and then um like a right. an entry level 
you know, like an iPhone 8, iPhone 9, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, for Apple to do that, their product line will have to essentially no longer have the home button. So that's going to take a few generations yeah. because... They have to phase it out on iPad, too, and on iPod Touch right, and all of the exactly. other you know, devices yeah. that have a home button. So it's going to take a while for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one I'm, thing I'm about, interested to see if they, if they do an iPad... I mean, it wouldn't be an iPad home, 10. With the home button, But yeah. will they have an iPad that's an OLED screen without the home button? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the one thing about the 10 is that it's a, it's actually physically a smaller phone with a bigger screen yes. because it doesn't have the bezel, bezel and the top and chin. So it's going to be somewhere in between the 8 and the 8 plus yeah, size-wise. Size. Yeah, which is nice. Like, I kind of feel like I've been using a plus personally ever since the plus was available. So I got the six plus and then I've been getting the plus version every year since then. So in reviewing the iPhone eight, to me, that phone feels really small. Like it's, it's a good size, but it comparatively, if you're used to something a little bigger, it feels small. But I know for a lot of people, the plus is just too big. So I think the 10 is going to really hit that sweet spot. Yeah. Size wise. I mean, I've been using like, this is a note, you know, Android mm-hmm. phones have had that slim, compact uh, bezel design for a couple of generations now, and it, it's it's at the first the first time you pick it up, it's it's pretty shocking when you when you're picking up a five point eight inch screen and it's so compact, yeah. it's so easy to fit into your hands. The iPhone ten should be pretty pretty awesome when the the first time you you hold one, yeah. it's it's almost like you can't even really believe that the screen is this big. Can't wait. Uh, you haven't done any water testing with it have you just little splashes but i haven't submerged it yet um i watched a couple of stress test videos online um i can't remember who i think it was a it was a case manufacturer can't remember who but i'll um we can post the link to that in the show notes they put the uh iphone 8 plus and the latest samsung which is the galaxy note 8 yeah. Right. Okay. They put those two phones in a fountain, like where the like bubbles of the fountain were, and submerged it for an hour, and then pulled it out, and it just it was working just fine. Both phones. So yeah, the uh, the scent, the note's a little bit higher water resistance, but you can submerge them both for mm-hmm. half hour. Yeah, you know, I foot think and a half or so of water. The eight can be submerged, or the Note eight can be submerged like slightly deeper than the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you probably can't take them like scuba diving. Or no, no, neither, definitely neither not. One, no. Like if you right. get pushed in a swimming pool and your phone's in your pocket, right. your phone's going to be just fine. If you are at the beach and you like drop it, you know, I mean, the, the sand probably isn't good for it, but like <laughs> it'll be fine in that case. Yeah. If you're like, you know, washing your car and your phone gets splashed, like it's going to be fine. Um, underwater photos, we'll have to 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 check out but yeah. those should be okay too just as long as you don't go too deep yeah as long as i i did that with iphone 7 when i first got it i went on vacation with my family and i took some photos under under a pool and they, it was fine mm-hmm. there is a question on uh twitter from blue gray is how is the difference in white light sensitivity between the lcd and oled i'm not quite sure so yeah since um I I don't know off the top of my head. Mike, do you know a little bit about it? The white light sensitivity difference? I, I mean, I, I do know OLED is more for uh, deeper blacks and, and richer colors. As far as the white light sensitivity, I, I, I don't have the, 
the actual, you know, the, the specifications of it. I mean, I, 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 I OLED handles color just, just way better than LCD does across the spectrum. But um, as far as like like blacks is where it really excels. That as as you can see on the on, on Apple Watch, where you just can't you know they kind of bleed into the the edges because you're not actually lighting the pixels. Um, I can't speak directly to um, white light sensitivity. So um, yeah, we can look into that though. That that's that's yeah. a good question. So. Um... If there's anything else to talk about about the iPhone, I think this is a good time to transition yeah. to Apple Watch. Speaking of the OLED screen on Apple Watch, how's the Series Three, Mike? I I am liking it a lot. My uh, my first day with it was a little rocky. I, uh, I experienced I, I did experience some of those those Wi-Fi um, connectivity. Uh, blocking the LTE. Oh no! So you have the LTE watch, just to yeah. I have. Let's see the red dot. dot. You yeah. have the red dot. You have it painted over <laughs> the red dot. I really like the red dot. I don't know why people hate <laughs> that. See, <laughs> but you have a you I have the silver it. casing. You have a silver band. It looks really nice with the color motif that you have selected. So <laughs> I have at home. I have a brown band, a white band, a red band, and a black one, and they all look fine with the red cool. dot. And it's so subtle, like you you don't notice it after a couple hours. I like it anyway. So the first day I did experience a couple of times where I would look at my watch and it would, I would have an X at the top, meaning that the LTE had shut off. So I would have to go into the settings. I would have to toggle the LTE off and turn, you know, toggle it back on a couple of times and eventually it, it, it reconnected. What I did was I first reset my iPhone network preferences so I got rid of all of the saved Wi-Fi passwords and all the saved Wi-Fi networks, which is a pain because I had to type them all in again. Yeah. But that got rid of all of the ones that I had that I'm not using that I, you know, like a hotel or a hotspot right. or something. That I had Starbucks. To yeah. Yes. And then I also went into my MacBook and I systematically went in and I removed ones that I knew that I that were just like I just used once or twice or and that I don't need anymore. Since then, it's been fine. So it's definitely an issue with the Apple Watch trying to connect to these Wi-Fi networks that need some kind of an authentication, and you can't do that on the screen. And once Apple releases a software update, that will be taken care of because I don't think most people are going to be going into their computers and resetting. They sh you shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. But after I did that, I haven't had a problem with that. Um, there are some areas of, my, of where I live that I get uh, bad service for Verizon for whatever reason. And it does struggle when, it, you know, it, I, I'll get the spinning bar. Sometimes it'll just drop completely on like, like a call, but it picks up again. And um, it's never more than, you know, five minutes or, or less. And that, that does happen with my iPhone as well, just so uh, so people know. I, for some reason, West Hartford, Connecticut, where I live, even in my house, like the, the Verizon just has terrible, terrible service. Oh, I don't know man. why. I live, it's, it's not like I live in, in like a mountain rural area. It's, it's a regular suburban town. It's, it's very strange. So, so have, that's, you been, that's something that I, have you been using uh, streaming music with, with the uh, watch? Yes. So this morning I drove to work and I left my phone in the car, which is far enough away where it's not connected. And I walked around for about 45 minutes streaming music. I made a couple of calls to my wife and some friends. I did messages. And right now... My watch is at 
Oh, that's battery. not too bad after a couple yeah. of calls and streaming and all so of that. So I, I got here about 9.15. So what is it now? Quarter to three? So yeah. So that means I can probably get to eight or nine hours maybe. You know, and that's that's using it probably pretty normal where, you know, all, all of my incoming messages, I, I use my watch to, to reply to. All my calls, I use my watch to to make and to answer. And like I said, I did stream some music, and I, I haven't had a single connectivity drop. And that was with walking around outside for about maybe a half hour, 45 minutes, plus walking around within the building. Uh, every time I look at it, it's been fine. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a great feature. I think, it's a, I think the price is right. I don't think $430 is a lot for LTE on a watch. I mean... You can get some Android ones for around 350, 400, but you know some of those are questionable with the way they work. The battery life is terrible. Without LTE, if I have my iPhone with me and I only use LTE in short bursts, the app, the the, the battery is awesome. I'm able to get you know well into sometimes to the end of a second day. It's, it's fantastic. Wow. I even wore it. I even wore it to sleep, and I still was able to get to like the evening, like late evening of a second day. And that's with some LTE, that's with using it, you know, regularly. So the battery is, is fantastic on this thing. That makes me happy because I yeah. need I need a battery improvement. So that's that's great. Um, so, so Mike, all in all, yeah. you know, like you're a real, you know, you're really familiar with Android watches. How, you know, comparing to the best Android watch out there, how do, how do they stack up? There's no comparison. I mean, honestly, there was no comparison before LTE. Android Wear watches, I haven't found one that I'm able to wear every day. Wow. The battery life is questionable. The, you know, the apps are lame. <laughs> it's just, I just, you know, Apple, Apple has gotten it right from the start. The design is the best. I really think Square for displaying information is the way to go. If you look at a, uh, a circular, they're pretty much all circular now, but any Android watch, there's a couple of screens where it matches the contour of the screen, and that, that looks really nice. But when you're talking about data down the center, it, it, things get cut off. You, you, there's, a, there's a lot of scrolling that you need to do. So Square is the way to go. The apps are better on Apple Watch. Although, now that I have LTE, I'm, I'm realizing just how dependent these apps are on your phone. There's a lot of them that, that aren't working now when, it, when oh, I go away. Oh, good point. So that's something that, um, that needs to be addressed by developers. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to have to really look at, like Twitter, for example. Um, that just doesn't work with, without your phone. Neither Will you does, get uh, notifications still? You'll get notifications for some things. Mm -hmm. Other things I, I haven't. I'm not sh I, I haven't quite figured out what triggers it. Like I'll get ring notifications. I I have a ring doorbell, so those come in, but there's no ring app on my watch, and but other things don't. So I haven't quite figured out um, how you know which which triggers notifications when, when I'm away. But uh, mail, uh, messages, phone calls, all of those, all the important ones, they they all come in, and they all come in pretty quickly too. So how much is the uh, LTE pr plan on your Apple Watch for you have Verizon? Yeah, the plan is ten ten dollars a month. I don't think there has been any uh, activation fees on my bill. It didn't say there was when I when I set it up. Set up, um, by the way, was incredibly easy, as you'd expect from an Apple product. It took like I don't know a minute and a half of a, a, a couple of taps, and I was ready to go. It was super simple. 
Whereas on, you know, on, on, I've used AT&T number sync on some of these watches and it drops and you got to reach, then you got to log into your account. And, you know, this was, was real easy. And the first three months are free as, as, uh, as we've reported on, on all of these networks. So that's a good test. And, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why I would recommend, if you're going to buy a series three watch, I would absolutely recommend getting the LTE, even if you don't use it, because you, it, you, you'll have it for when you want it. You don't have to sign up for every month. So if you're going away on vacation and you want to make sure you have it, you can sign up for that month. Or if you know you're, I don't know, if you're, you're, you're going to be exercising a lot, all of a sudden you want to get into a new fitness regimen, you'll, you, you'll have the ability to add the plan. It's not something you need to have every month. So if it's too much money, you know, use it every other month or use it sporadically when you feel like it. I don't think $10 a month is too much to ask for a device that is able to be used as a phone where, you know, when I'm away, but you know, we'll see. I've only been using it for three days or five days. So, you know, as I, as I, you know, I I have three months. So if I find that I'm really not getting my $10 worth, I'll just shut it off. And the sound quality has been okay for you with phone Sound quality is great. Yeah. I, even when I hold my, my wrist down, you know, like I don't have to go like this when, when I hold it closer to my leg, the people on the other end are able to hear me and I can hear them. The speaker's good and the, and the microphone's good. So as far as that goes, it's been great. And you don't notice the, the watch like heating up or anything like that the more you use not it? Not in the slightest. Not even a little bit, no. Wow. It's very comfortable. Um, it's, you know, the design, as you know, is the same as the previous generation, which is, you know, remarkable. When you look at some of the Android Wear ones, really all of them, all of the LTE ones are gigantic. I mean, there's yeah. this like, I think the LG Sport is like 14 millimeters thick and it's like 46 millimeters across. They're, they're huge. So this has been, um, uh, this, I mean, the, the, the design, the comfort uh, for an LTE watch is, is uh, the best I've used by far. Um, one thing I wonder is there's still no notes app, which drives me nuts. <laughs> So when I'm when I'm away, like when I'm walking around, like there are times when I wanted to say, okay, Siri, write this down, like an idea for an article or something, and I can't do that. Oh. I say, okay, Siri, take a note, and it, it tells me to go to my phone, which is so th- I, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming with Siri with WatchOS four or five, whatever it is, that um, that will be something that Apple adds. Mm-hmm. There are note apps in the store, but you know, I want it all to sync back to all my stuff, you know, so. Yeah. And even if there is an app, it probably wouldn't work without LTE anyways, or it probably yeah. wouldn't work over LTE. So right. it would yeah, be a kick that's, um, your phone. Yeah. There are some, some that do some that, like ESPN, for example, works. I can get sports scores and it, it keeps updating whenever I check them. So that does work. So, you know, developers definitely have a, the ability to add it to their, to their app, but um, somewhere along between series one and series three, like developers stopped paying attention to Apple watch. And I'm thinking that mm-hmm. this might kind yeah. of rekindle interest and right. we're going to start to see yeah. some, you know, really awesome apps yeah. that we can use wherever we are, whether or not our phones attached. Yeah. It's similar to like when Apple, when the iPhone first came out, you can do web apps right. and people, there was a little rush of web apps and then people were kind of like, yeah, web apps are kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. And then Apple finally came out with an SDK, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, right. really and even then, it still it still took two or three years before like you got like really great apps. Yeah, like it's going to take a while. One thing I'd also like to see is an app store on the watch. Google has that; they have the Play Store, so you can be out and you can just scroll, tap, and install an app without even going to your phone. And that's something I'd like to see um, on Apple Watch as well. 
How so, would you, um, what would you like that to look like? Because an app store on such a small screen, it would, the, the UI would have to be done like j- just right. Yeah. On the, on Google, on, on the Android Wear watches, it's mainly for something you're specifically searching for. I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to browse it and it's limited obviously to, you know, Apple watch or, or Google Android Wear watch apps, which is a much smaller pool. So like if I want a calculator or if I want whatever, like I'll just type in or I'll say, okay, Google, um, mm-hmm. show me a calculator apps. And it just brings up what, what, what I want. Like, I don't, I don't think there would be a whole, whole lot of browsing capabilities there. Like it would just give you a, yeah. like basically just a search window. Unless and, Apple implemented uh, a kind of a today view, like something you could scroll through sure. much like they've done in the new iOS 11 app store. That's yeah. maybe something you could do. Like here's new, what's new on Apple yeah, Watch a couple, today? A couple and, of spotlights. Yeah. yeah, sure. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that could work. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of today view, I, I dig the uh, Siri watch face a lot. Oh, good. Particularly with LTE. It's cool to have, you know, I can just glance and I see the weather and I see, um, you know, what, what I, the, the music I'm listening to and, you know, some picture that I took or, you know, that's, um, that's a that's an awesome watch face, particularly when it's constantly updating throughout the day. And isn't like, there and is that the watch face that only works with the LTE watch? I thought there was one like watchOS four face that was like just for that one watch. I mean, I think it works with the iPhone. It might not update as frequently. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, I like I know they all work mm-hmm. regardless of of which watch you have. But um, it's it probably doesn't receive as constant stream as constant a stream of information and siri on the uh, uh on the series three watch is also like greatly improved nice as far as what it what it answers and how it answers it can speak to you it recognizes hey siri almost every time i i say it it's um it's a pretty big improvement over Series zero, which um, which we all have, I think. I'm not yeah. Roman. Do you have a? Do you have the original watch? Yeah, I have. The I original know. Yeah. Watch, yeah. Yeah. So we all have series zero. It's a big upgrade. If yeah. you're on series two, I don't think you need to upgrade it, and even maybe not series one because that got the new chip as well. But um, if you do want LTE, if, if LTE is something that you've wanted in a watch, which is something that I've wanted for a while, it's uh, it's a it's a fantastic upgrade. I like it a lot. And, uh, you know, there are some issues which they'll be smoothing out as time goes by. And it really, it, it really, I think this is the, uh, much like, um, you know, the iPod once it opened it up to Windows and the iPhone with version four and the retina screen, like this is the launch pad for the next generation of watch. And it's, it really feels to me like the first time that it's, it's, it's an actual independent device that I, that it's not just a, a companion to my phone. So no one on uh, Facebook says that Siri Face works well on his Series Two. Oh, okay, great. Um, and then I'm not too familiar um, with the watch with Apple Watch. So are there games that exist solely for it? Yes. So uh, you know, I'll repost that article this week. Um, we have a roundup of like Apple Watch games. Um, it's such a weird platform to play yeah. on, but they're. Some developers have made games that are specifically for the watch. Um, they're quick, like gesture-based games. There's this one game. Oh my gosh, it's escaping me right now. But it's um, it's like a, a text message-based game where you get messages from um, 
somebody who that you need to like rescue in outer space. Oh my God, this is driving me crazy. The game is on the tip of my tongue, but you get like messages that it's like, help me. Like you're, you know, I I'm stranded here. Like I need you to help me. And you can like kind of respond and interact when you're trying. It's like a mystery of trying to figure out where this person is just like based on messages. So that's a format that works great on the watch. Um, and do you know if like any games um, have like, you know, that exist on the phone have like you know a partner app that works on the watch. Um, I remember Jason Cross, who was doing Greenbot. He had like a little dongle that he could catch Pokemon, you know, yeah. without using his phone. Like, imagine if you could like you know just use your watch to catch Pokemon. There is a there yeah. is an Apple Watch extension for Pokemon. Ah. Yes, yes, there is. So there are right. games like that, which like the main component is on your phone, and then. There's an element um, that works on your watch. Plus the LTD. Yep. The uh, the Pokemon Go Apple Watch app is horrible. <laughs> I've, I've heard so, that too. It's yeah. not as good as using the dongle, It's right? not as good. Because uh, uh. I play Pokemon Go, and <laughs> it, it, like, it often shuts down. It often doesn't sense where you are. It, it's just not a good app. It, 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 feels, it really feels like a thrown-together app for the demo that they did. Mm. So and I don't know if I haven't used it in a long time, so I don't know if they've updated it. But yeah, it's it's that's it's an example of poor execution. So and there's also a comment Noah had that um, have you customized your watch yet? Um, because he doesn't know how how to do that. So uh, maybe, maybe like some nail polish to cover yeah. the red dot. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, customize in what way? Like I. I've customized my faces to put the complications that I want on it. And I've customized the apps that I want installed, but I don't know what specifically he's asking me about. Is it like the bands or like what exactly? What, what band do you have? It, it, I'm assuming it's on the software the, side. Yeah. Um, this is the, the new sport loop Velcro oh, band. Do you like which it? Which is pretty comfy. Yeah, it's comfortable. Okay. I don't know if it's worth $50, but it's comfortable. Yeah. That's Apple. It's the, $50. The, the whole thing is Velcro, so you oh. can really get a, a good fit on it. Mm-hmm. That's nice, and the color's nice, and it it kind of like has like a like it reflects light a little bit. But cool. I wouldn't pay fifty dollars for it. It was nice that it came with it. But. Yeah, uh, tell us more about the complications you chose, because that that's right, the that, best way that you can like really customize your watch. I think. Sure. There's um, I don't, I'm not sure there's any new ones. Specifically for watchOS, for one thing that I there isn't is a cellular complication, which I was which I would like to get the um, to get your cellular bars. You have to. Can you see that? No. Nope. Nope. There, there we go. Wait. Uh, nope. I'm not gonna have it. You have to go into the into, into the control center to to see that. So um, I, I I I scrolled through the you know the twenty or so mm-hmm. of them, and I wanted there to be a cellular one so I can always see just like on my phone. I can see, you know, if I have a one bars or three bars, so that that would be nice. Other than that, my go-to complications are activity. Um, I like to have a weather icon, a date, and a battery indicator. Mm-hmm. Those are the, those are the four that I use, depending on how many I can put on my screen at once. Yeah, battery indicator is really important to me, I, so that's pretty much my first one. Mm-hmm. And then I like to have weather. And um, on the Siri watch face, there isn't really. Um, complications. What you can, what you do is you go into the um, the watch app on your phone, and you can toggle off the different things that you want to show throughout the day. So that that's not done on the phone itself. That's done on the um, on the on the phone uh, app. 
the Apple Watch app for iPhone. The Apple Watch yeah. app on your iPhone. Yeah, it's it's easier to to play around. So you can like you can set up, you can change your watch face easily from the watch. But if there's anything it's, else you really want to tweak, it's 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 all done through the watch app for iPhone. Well, you can you can customize the complications on your watch, and you can click colors and things. Yeah, but the Siri the Siri one is um that's on your phone. I even think like setting up applications and all of that or complications. I think it's easier to do through yeah, the app sure. too. But and you then, can and then once you, the watch, once you so. save them, then they appear mm-hmm. in your watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you like the new heart rate sensor? Yeah, it's 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 cool. I mean, I don't, I I can't speak to the accuracy of it, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's cool to see it, it. It updates as you're looking at it, so it's you know like you'll see it go from 92 to 93 to, to 87 or whatever it is. That's cool. I haven't thankfully got any uh, updates or alerts about my your resting heart rate, heart rate doing being it, doing any weird things. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely it, it, it reminds me a lot of the Fitbit. I just tested the Ionic watch, and you know Fitbit is is way advanced when it comes to uh, health and fitness, and um, you know this is a step in that direction. There are uh, the I, I think the sensor is the same, but it's just the way it, uh, the way the algorithm works and the way the software works behind the scenes. And um, there's a heart rate app, which isn't on series zero, but is on series two and three now that, um, you know, you can go right in there and you can see like a whole chart of um, like the last six hours of, of your heart rate and how it's gone up and down and it plots it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. If you're a, if you're an athlete, I can see it being super helpful. So, um, Apple Watch Watch OS 4 was released last week mm-hmm. amongst the other releases. Uh, and for people who haven't upgraded yet, is there something that they're missing out on, Mike, that yes. you would encourage them to upgrade? Yes. Yeah, why don't you tell us about that? Uh, list view for the app screen is the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> had. I absolutely hated that honeycomb grid. Oh, my God, it was yeah. the worst. It was, I couldn't find anything. There's no names. All the icons look the same. Now you can get a simple list of your apps. The name is next to the icon and it's so much easier to find. That is the, the best feature. That's of the killer feature of watch. Yes. So Forget to set about that. The Pixar, the Pixar watch no, face. number one, Pixar watch faces. <laughs> Come on. This is, uh, I, I don't know what the hell Apple was thinking when they did that, honey. It's just, it's just user unintuitive mm-hmm. it looks this is so much easier it's so hard to find anything yeah. on it oh, it looks terrible. cool but yeah. in practical it use cool? it's not well <laughs> it's kind of cool to I mean, see it, all it, the it dots if you have yeah, a lot of apps on top of each other i guess but you know yeah. i mean it's just uh, particularly on the small screen it was just a nightmare yeah and the touch I mean, targets a, for me were just too small like, yes, yeah. That yeah. Too, I always touch, would touch yeah, another just, app. It was a mess. And then you got to use the digital crown to scroll in and then i always end up zooming out instead of in and then it's like ah too much. So go go and change to the uh, list view, and your life will be so much better. And you change into list view in the in the watch app of the iPhone, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You can't just do it on your watch. You have I actually, to I, to I, maybe you can. I don't remember. I, I'll have to look. Okay. I there there's a there's a settings there's a settings um, app on the watch. I'm not 100 percent sure if that if that option was in it. Okay. Yeah. So, so if if anyone's out there who has an Apple Watch hasn't upgraded yet, you have to have your yeah. watch connected to the charger. Mm-hmm. Fifty fifty percent charge as well. Yeah, it has to have at least a fifty percent charge, and you 
it, does it require Wi-Fi on the watch? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah because yeah. it's going from the yeah. phone. And it has to, the... to be within range of your phone. Right. Within range of your phone, which right. is where it gets its Wi-Fi from. Yeah. yeah. So you can't just sit there and like be in a meeting or something, update yeah. it while you're doing it. You have to have all these Which is why I keep up. forgetting to, exactly. to upgrade my watch. Why. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, watch what I was for. Oh, yeah, yeah watch what I was for. Like I get home and go, yeah. oh, I should update it. Yeah, I'll do that in a second. And then and I just uh, Speaking of updates, when I, um, when I powered on the watch for the first time, it, was a, it started up a lot quicker than my old oh. series zero, which seemed to take like an hour yeah. to get through that all that that, that yep, whole yep, yep, yep. lines. So th- th- this was a lot a lot quicker. Oh, that's but good. Also, you know, the chip is what three generations ahead. The, the, it's it's super fast. Mm-hmm. Apps open extremely fast. I won't say it's not quite instantaneous, but it's it's maybe within a second, second and a half. It's very very fast, way faster than the uh, the old one. I I haven't gotten that that dreaded little spinning circle <laughs> that uh, Series Zero watches got often when it was trying to mm-hmm. update information. You know, uh, whether I'm on LTE or Wi-Fi, um, things update whether in Siri like it, it it comes on very very quickly. You don't have to wait for the network to connect and to find the connection. You know, it, it's 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 very fast, and um, it's a it's a massive improvement over Series Zero, which I assume most people who would be upgrading would be upgrading from mm-hmm. from that version. There is a so yep. Yeah. There is a question uh, from Twitter asking if it has FaceTime. Oh, uh, unfortunately, no. Nor nor does it have Face ID. You could do FaceTime audio, but um, it would be cool to have a, a camera in in, uh, in Series Four. Yeah, there's no so camera we can on do, the watch. So Face ID works, and so you can uh, do FaceTime calls. Will it show the person you're talking to? Will it show their face on your watch? Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, if it had a camera, I would assume that's how a FaceTime would work. Well, I mean, like if you're talking to someone with, you know, with a, a phone, does it? Is there a way to see like their face? No. Nope. That's too bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we need FaceTime on the Apple Watch personally. <laughs> I, you know, I, you, you'll have to like be going like this the whole time. I'd be worried about like being too low. Oh yeah, you yeah, you gotta you, you gotta have it low. above your, your the eye line, like, right? You gotta be like this the <laughs> yeah. whole time. So yeah. that that that'll just get a little uncomfortable. That's probably I don't know. Like, when, you know? when I'm walking around, <laughs> and I don't even I don't live in a big city, but I see a lot of people using FaceTime just mm-hmm. walking down the street. Yeah. Like it's crazy how often people do that. I I never thought that that was a use case. I thought it was just for grandparents and kids. Oh no, I love I love FaceTime, uh, yeah. but on the phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah, and on the Mac, it's great on the Mac too. Just yeah, yeah. Don't I mean, need I, it I on think the watch. that's probably the next, probably the next feature, the mm-hmm. next major feature that it would get would be a little camera, but maybe not. I don't know. But maybe for Face ID, that's that's not a bad idea. We'll yeah. have a notch I mean, they, they, on our phone. Yeah, a notch on, on our watch. Our, our watch as well. <laughs> the notch will be an yeah. Apple feature. They should trademark that the Apple Notch. <laughs> Apple Watch Notch. <laughs> I notch. I notch. <laughs> so cool. So Mike and Lee are still working on their reviews. So if people in the audience have more questions and stuff, please let us know and they can address them in the reviews. Yeah. Uh, we hope to post them sometime next week. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, please let us know what your questions and comments are. You know, Share your experiences with us too. So we want to know that. Uh, Mike is also taking a preliminary look, a real quick look at the Apple TV 4K. Yeah. So, which, Mike, can you talk about your experiences with that? 
so far? Yeah, I mean, I, I took it out of the box and I set it up. I have a 4K TV. I don't have an HDR TV. But um, I can say that, one, I buy way more movies than I thought I did because <laughs> I have a lot of 4K <laughs> movies in my library. I didn't realize how many I had. That's a nice so surprise, that, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. That gets updated um, instantaneously. Like, that, that's all done already. Yeah, and so it's free, have, right? It's free. It's a free upgrade for everyone. Yeah. And the Apple TV recognizes that it's 4K and will play it in 4K if it's a 4K movie. Like, it, you, there's no setting up. There's no, you don't have to tell it anything. It, it, it knows. Um, the menu, I thought, was, is, you know, like the screen itself in 4K is just really crisp and sharp. And the, 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 the motion between, between apps and screens is, is just very, very sharp. And, um, yeah, movies look great. Blocks look awesome. You know, it's, and I don't even have HDR. It's a noticeable difference from uh, HD, even when you know. Well, not not even. You, you you can only stream. You can't you can't download them. And I have a I have a pretty fast connection in my house, but um, movies loaded within seconds. You know, it wasn't like it took a longer because it was a, a more you know a, a, a larger file. It was. Um, I watched, um, I don't remember what movie, uh, Jason Bourne or something, which I don't even remember buying. <laughs> but um, it was, uh, you know, the picture picture looked, looked fantastic. And um, like I said, menus look good. I, I haven't dived into the, uh, the live sports. I'm not even sure if that's available yet. I have to go look. So did they but, change uh, the remote? On, on the on the four well not really all they did was they added a little a little um, white ring around the menu button so you can like when you pick it up like you can see which way you're picking it up oh I see <sighs> yeah, yeah it's, that's that's tip, typical typical Johnny Ive he's like I'm not changing it I'll give you this be happy with it <laughs> but uh, yeah I lose I mean, that he, damn remote yeah yeah so often uh. yeah right. Well, was cool. when I, when I was typing I in know. my um, when I was setting and everything up, uh, two things. One, um, it it prompts you on your phone, like you can just put your phone next to your Apple TV, and it'll it'll grab all your information. And I don't have the remote app installed on my iPhone six because I, I wiped everything to get when I did iOS eleven, and it still prompted me to I could type on my phone to, to the password and stuff without even having the remote app installed. So oh, that was, nice. That was cool. Cool. Yeah, I think that's been a feature for a little while because on my older Apple TV, I get that like handoff prompt on my okay. phone too, which is great. It's such a nice feature to be able to type in passwords on your phone instead of scrolling through the like yeah, yeah, yeah. horizontal, yeah, yeah. you know, alphabet to yeah. get to where you need to go. Or you can use yeah. Siri on the remote to like speak your passwords out loud if nobody else is home. That's okay. nice. <laughs> cool. Capital, yep. capital G, lowercase r. Yep. Asterisk. Three. <laughs> oh, and so there was some news today about Apple TV or Apple and their uh, content. Can you talk about that, Mike? Yeah, it was a Hollywood Reporter broke a story or, or um, re- reported a rumor that they're in heavy negotiations with some with some real heavy Hollywood hitters, and that they have a like a real presence in um, in uh, uh, what's the city? I don't know whatever the city that produces television shows. I'm not sure what the name of it is. But um, there was a quote from, from one, of the, um, one of the TV guys that said that if, if someone's going to pitch a show to Netflix and HBO, that they're going to pitch it to Apple as well. And that's, oh. that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. If they can get, all they need is one hit. All mm-hmm. you need, like look at, look at Hulu. Hulu had had The Handmaid's Tale. 
that won an Emmy, and that's really that's what you need to get on the map. Mm-hmm. You need a hit show, you know, Game of Thrones or House of Cards or Carpal you know, whatever karaoke. it is. <laughs> if they can come out the end of next year with a with you know like a like a, a like something like The Crown or something that's really going to hit both with the award season and with with uh, you know with with views, they're going to you know really become a major player in the. Um, in, in the in this world, I, I wonder. So let's say they do. Let's say they come out with some couple of hit shows. Is that are they going to rename Apple Music and, and put it in there, or are they going to have their own TV Ooh. service? Yeah, that's, that's it seems weird to keep tying this all to Apple Music. Yeah. Yeah, and well, kind of tying that in. The report did the report say that they were focusing mostly on dramas. Or were, or that the scripts they were getting were mostly dramas. Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of like what eighty five percent of the great shows out there mm-hmm. are, are dramas. Right. I don't know if they said they weren't looking at comedy, but yeah, they definitely did say that. They mentioned the producers of Breaking Bad and 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 things like that. That those are the kind of people that they're talking to. Yeah, so they're not and just focusing on a music angle like car- right, that's what karaoke. I'm, right, right. So I wonder going forward. If it maybe it would be just an Apple TV exclusive, like you would need an Apple TV to watch it, rather than a ten dollar a month charge. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's great to see that that's the the um the direction they're going. It's good to see. I mean, anytime anyone spends more money on content, <laughs> I say raw. That's good. <laughs> no, I mean we're in like a second golden age of television. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, totally. There's, yeah. There's almost too many shows to watch yeah. now. <laughs> but at least it's I, like. Too many quality, right? Things that's true. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's so. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to have like, you know, you're right. There are too many, but if I don't get for, to it for 12 months, that's I just, true. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Right. They're all. They're right. all there. You can stream them whenever you want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, not TV, like they, TV is awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> not like they go into like in the old days when they went into syndication and it was hard to build any continuity. Yeah. Because, right. You had to buy VHS tapes, or right? Remember to record things mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. So we'll see how that goes for Apple. That would be interesting to see yeah. how that develops. So, I one thing they're 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 not afraid to spend money when they believe in something. So if this is the the road they want to take, then you know Netflix should should keep one keep looking over their shoulder because Apple has a lot of money to spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. You know, there was. It wasn't necessarily a rumor, but there were a couple analysts who like suggested that Apple should buy Netflix, and this was like what ten years ago, maybe yeah, a long time ago when Netflix was quote unquote unaffordable, and now they're like a their values they're a billion dollar yeah, yeah. company now, and so yeah, they could have what could have been at the I same don't time, you don't know if Netflix would have been the same, you know. That's yeah, true. Right. Yeah. It you know. would have become what it is today right. under Apple's direction. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, one thing that was interesting about Apple TV as well, I mean, Disney, we reported, we talked about it last week, how Disney wasn't on board with the um, 4K stuff. But um, there's a loophole in that. And if you have, um, uh, if, if you're a Spider-Man fan, Spider-Man is in 4K because oh, that's a Sony cool. property. So, so the new the new Spider-Man movie, as well as um, Deadpool, because that that's also not totally Marvel. That's um, I think Paramount. So there's right. a couple Got of is, there, there's a couple a couple of Marvel movies that you can still watch in 4K. Is Spider-Man: Homecoming available? 
Yeah. Tomorrow, that's just, oh, that's, not, that one's yeah, in 4K. Uh huh. Yeah, that just came out on uh, yesterday. Got because it. That that weird circuitous deal that uh, Marvel had a license yeah. their property back from Sony because right. they sold right. it. But, so if you're if you like Spider Man, you can watch that in 4K. Cool. For twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that just about does it for today's mm-hmm. episode of the Macworld podcast. Again, they're working on the reviews. Let us know what you guys want to know. Uh, give us your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Leah and Michael, be sure to check them out. Yep. I'll check them out. Uh, I'd like to thank Leah. Thanks, Roman. And Mike. Thank you. And our producer, Dan. Yeah. And Adam, who was here for the first five minutes. And disappeared. And disappeared. <laughs> Adam's working on a camera comparison. Yeah. So Leah, can you talk about a little, that a little bit? I just want to kind of tease it for the audience. Yeah. Here. So Adam took the iPhone 8 Plus and tested it, uh, tested the cameras against some of the best Android phones on the market. And um, yeah, he did, the, did a kind of like fashion editorial shoot using a model, testing out like all the different portrait capabilities of the phone, as well as... Um, some other shots too. So we'll have uh, those as part of our review and available as a, as a standalone article. The, the current um, best smartphone is uh, the LG G6. That's what, that's what Adam has chosen. And that beat the note that mm-hmm. beat the galaxy S eight plus. So uh, he really likes that phone. Yeah. Oh, Likes that phone's camera, yeah. I should say. Yes, and so I think that that's the current one to beat for the yeah, the iPhone the, eight plus. But we haven't heard Adam's is, verdict yet. Although he was okay. he was really impressed with it based on um, based on our testing so far. Yeah, so, yeah. So. and actually, just kind of jumping back onto the earlier thing um, is that yeah, I'm actually editing the iPhone seven versus the iPhone eight <gasps> video, Ooh. and that I believe is going to go live Friday. Nice. Okay. Yep, so. that sounds right. Yeah, so we've got stuff in the works. Yes. So let us know so you know we can uh, make sure we cover the stuff that you guys want to know. Uh, but yeah, c- keep an eye out on Macworld.com for that stuff. And uh, I'm Roman Loyola. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, the audience, for your questions and comments. Yes. Uh, we will. Oh, one note, one programming note for next week. Uh, we won't be on Wednesday live. We are going to be live. Thursday because we have some conflicts. So we're going live Thursday. Uh, I think we're shooting for early er, nine o'clock Pacific. Oh, okay. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, make sure so, you charge your, your watch. To yeah, make sure, yeah. Make sure my phone, my phone will be ready to go on the charger. My alarm will go off. So it's all good. So we're going to be, and we'll, on, we'll have lots of Google stuff to talk about. Yeah. They're, oh, they're yeah. On Wednesday pixel two. So we'll have stuff to talk about. So next week, live on Facebook and Twitter on Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific. That's 12 noon Eastern, and that's 5 p.m. in the UK. So uh, be sure to tune in then. We'll also post the audio and the uh, edited version of the video on our website later that day. So one programming note that to let you guys know. So thanks again, everyone. And thank you to the audience. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>